Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 221. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I am very happy to be bringing you an interview with my friend, Kara Bowling. Kara Bowling, MSW, LCSWC, is a somatic psychotherapist near Baltimore, Maryland. She works with adults and young adults who feel the struggle of absent or unsatisfying relationships with people who have experienced trauma and with parents who need extra support during the toddler and teenage years. Kara lives in Baltimore with her husband and two precious children. She enjoys singing and making things. She is the author of the new book, The Therapist's Guide to Being Pregnant. I always love talking with Kara. She's such a cool person and so mellow. I feel calmer just being around her. I hope you will find this interview interesting. I love that Kara has written a book specifically for therapists about getting pregnant, and how that can affect our clinical practice. So I hope that you'll find it interesting as well. Therapy Chat Podcast wouldn't exist without the support of its listeners. If you'd like to become a member, please go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. By making a $1 per month donation, you can help Therapy Chat keep going over the long haul. Thank you for your support. My guest today is Kara Bowling, LCSWC. Kara, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Thanks for having me, Laura. You're welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, listeners may not know that we're friends outside of podcasting. And um, yeah, and I'm so excited because you have a really big thing that you recently <laughs> birthed <laughs> you birthed a big yeah, thing <laughs> I did that's the way to put it uh-huh <laughs> you actually birthed two big things recently but um mm-hmm. one of them is your book so I'm dying to talk to you about it but before we even get into that let's just start off by you telling our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do 
Sure. So I am a clinical social worker and a somatic psychotherapist, and I practice in Ellicott City, Maryland, and I work with adults and young adults who are struggling in their relationships and maybe have some trauma history that's getting in the way of, you know, how they're doing. And um, I also help parents who need extra, a little extra support during the toddler and teenage years. So I do some parent kind of coaching to help them connect with their kids and what their kids need. That's me professionally. Yeah. Do you want to say anything more that isn't professional? You don't well, want to. <laughs> then you, you mentioned birthing earlier. So I'll say in the past three and a half years, I have in fact birthed three huge major things, two of them being children. And, and they're just the most adorable things I've ever known. And the third one being this book. Yes. So your book is called The Therapist's Guide to Being Pregnant. Yeah. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you made this book and how how it all came to be? Sure. A little um, or a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I don't know, four years ago or so, I, I was pregnant for the first time. I was working in an agency setting um, and I had a private practice part time on the side and I I got pregnant and I thought, oh my God, okay, I I don't know what I'm doing with this whole pregnancy thing. And then I thought, oh, and there are all these books, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, like with pregnancy, there's so many books that tell you about pregnancy and there's apps and, and they tell you about labor and delivery and they tell you about postpartum, you know, and stuff. But then I thought, and oh my God, I'm going to be pregnant, like in front of my clients. And I'm going to have to like show up with a very personal part of myself in a way I never have before. I won't have a choice about it because I'll be showing that I'm growing a life inside my body. What's that going to look like? And I had so many questions and I didn't really find good places to get the answers to my questions. So the seeds of this started, you know, were like planted back then. And at the time, you know, I had a supervisor and, you know, clinical supervisor. And so I had some people to talk to about it. But then when I got pregnant a second time, a couple years ago, I was full time in private practice. And I was like, you know, when your kids are small and then they like grow up, you forget what the early time is like. Yeah. And the same thing happened for me with pregnancy. I was like, oh my God, I don't remember what I did. I don't, I don't remember how I did it. I don't remember, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started to look for the information again, you know, to answer some of my questions. And honestly, that second time, my biggest question was, get ready for it, Laura. I'm bracing what, myself. What if I'm sitting with a client in my first trimester and I get morning sickness and I puke. That was my That's a biggest fair question. question. Isn't that so scary to think about? Like, what if you're sitting with your client and like you, you're not really ready to share that you're pregnant, right? But you are secretly. 
and then you feel like you're gonna literally vomit. What do you do? And I, (laughs) it sounds funny, right? But like, that was probably the thing that started me on this entire journey to write this book, because I was so nervous about what if I puke in session with client. So how's that for an origin story? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's funny, too, because I know that um, we are both in a Facebook group with a lot of therapists who are mm-hmm. moms mm-hmm. and I've seen people post that question, you know, like, mm-hmm. what, what do you do? Like, what do you how, do? Do, how have you handled this? And yeah. so now I always say, well, no matter of fact, Kara just came out with a book, but <laughs> you know, I, before that I wouldn't really know how to answer because, you know, my kids are now adults, but, and I wasn't a therapist mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, yeah. but I was that first trimester mm-hmm. really throughout both pregnancies, I felt so nauseous all yeah. the time, all yeah. the time. It really changes the way you, you function in the world. It, you know, requires a lot more energy of you. Your body's doing all this, you know, new stuff. And, you know, if you're going to continue on in your professional career, when your body is doing all this, you know, new stuff that really throws you off, it can be it can be hard to figure out how to do that. And you know, when when I started writing this this book, I didn't know about Facebook group or and all of my therapist friends were like you, you know, they're therapists now, but when they were starting to have their kids, they they weren't in the same position. So Yeah. So, so yeah. then even for that person who's trying to guide you, I would think mm-hmm. that it's it's removed from their present experience so they don't really and but you know the thing that there's something that's like coming to the forefront of my mind while we're talking that Mm -hmm. based on knowing you and what i've seen that you've written about your book i also sense that you are kind of coming at this a little bit differently from you know like I don't know if this is even like cool to read anymore, but back when I was pregnant, it was like Mm. what to expect when you're expecting. And it was very (laughs) concrete, like Mm -hmm. week one, week 12, Mm -hmm. week 26. And it was concrete, like your baby will be this size. You may be feeling Mm -hmm. some of these symptoms, but I sense with that, what you've written is more, I could be wrong. So please correct me, but it seems like it's more of a holistic approach like in like tending to yourself yeah not just the planning for what you're going to do about your practice yeah that that is actually such an important part of this whole journey is you really can't just focus on your baby and your business I mean you, you have to think about your body and what your body needs and, you know, some of us are really good at self-care, but honestly, like, I think therapists can sometimes struggle with that. Even when we tell our clients, like, mm-hmm. self-care is so important and this is how you can get it. It can be hard for us to, to do. I mean, we're human too, right? And we're humans in this society that's very go, go, go right. too. And then you get pregnant and all of a sudden, like, all the things that your body needs really, really, you know, expands. 
Like I remember with my first pregnancy, I, I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, just, I, I was just focusing on business professional stuff and, you know, like what's the nursery going to look like or that's what our you know? culture tells you to do. Yeah, it's like, right. just act like everything's normal. Don't, don't change anything about how you operate in your day-to-day life, except yeah. buy things and mm-hmm. plan cute outfits and decorating. Mm-hmm. Like get your maternity clothes yeah. on point. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to get that body back in shape in time. Exactly. After you have that baby. Exactly. Which I thought about that too, which is for another, which is probably for another entire episode, but yeah. totally. So yeah, I do talk about that in the book and you know, the book doesn't really talk. I mean, what to expect when you're expecting is a great resource. I was encouraged by friends not to read it. No offense to the authors or anything, but there's a lot of like, these are the worst case scenarios that can happen. Mm-hmm. And that can be I hard to hear. I thought it also might be kind of outdated. It might be. I think they probably update it, you know, regularly. But there are some pretty cool um, new voices on the, you know, preparing for baby scene. Like there's a book called, oh, I think it's called Nurture. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, it probably is one of those like older fashioned books. And I wanted this book to sound like the way I talk and not like, an encyclopedia of wisdom or something like that, because I'm just one person with, you know, one experience and there's no way that one book can describe all the things, can say all the things that, that someone needs it to say. And so, yeah. Well, I like the, I know how you are and the way your energy feels. And if that comes through in the book, I think it'll be a wonderful resource for people because you know, I know that it's like a a planner style, which I think is really cool. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are there are prompts. You know, I'll say a little bit about this or that, and then there'll be sections that's called "Let's Break This Down," where there are prompts, and then you can make your notes about what you think and how you think you might handle this or that thing. There are also checklists at the end of each um, section so that you can keep on track with the timeline and the tasks that you might want to accomplish within each trimester. So it's got a little bit of that planner vibe to it. Yeah, it sounds like it's sort of, I got the impression that, again, I might be reading into things, but I got the impression that it's kind of like addressing different ways that people take in information and providing it. You know, maybe you only have time to look through a checklist or maybe Mm -hmm. you have time to really sit and reflect and you want to do some journal prompts and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then Mm -hmm. other times maybe you just want to, you know how it is when you're pregnant or if you have, especially if this isn't your first child, like Mm -hmm. you just have limited time. Yeah. Turning to chapter on, you know, the second trimester or whatever. Yep. I mean, it's pretty digestible book it's not very long and so you could probably get through it in like a couple days you know yeah I mean anyway (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) basically yeah so that's a yes on that (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm thinking, I, I don't know, my mind is just starting to work like a lot of different thoughts about this as we're talking yeah. about it. But you were mentioning to me before that you didn't really like say to yourself, I'm going to sit down and write a book. It was like a different experience. I don't know if you want to share that mm -hmm. with our yeah, listeners, but can you tell me how this all came to you? Well, totally. What I said before about like, what if I puke during a session that was, you know, kind of an, a motivating factor. But once I looked around and couldn't find the answers I was looking for, or I really this book, I kind of channeled it. I didn't, I didn't have to make myself sit down and write it. It just kind of kept coming to me. And, and in the style that I wrote it in too, you know, that's kind of conversational and kind of sounds like me and quirky and sometimes attempting to be funny and sometimes landing that and sometimes not <laughs> um, way. And so I was just, it was, it was a, a really satisfying creative experience, actually, because I would have these moments where I would sit down and I would organize something I had just been thinking through. And I'd have these other moments where I would safely pull my car over to the side of the road in order to dictate a thought into my phone. As I said before, yes, <laughs> always never use your phone while driving, folks. So, yeah, it just kind of kind of came to me, which was really cool. Yeah, just natural, just like birth. Yeah. Just like birth. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Yeah. And you just got to get out of the way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some like something that I'm thinking about is how we when becoming a parent for the first time, it's like such a new and scary experience and how, mm -hmm. you know, you want to. I don't know, maybe everyone's not like this, but you want to feel some control over what's going to happen. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So when yeah. I was becoming a mom for the first time, it was like basically the control that I could mm -hmm. find was finding out what to expect when I was expecting and mm -hmm. making a birth plan. Yep. But then what I found out is mm -hmm. that birth plans don't always go as planned. <laughs> Labor and delivery mm -hmm. doesn't always go as planned. Hashtag never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, man. Were, yeah. And you were sharing with me before that, mm -hmm. you know, your your birth story plays into how this came to be as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I was pregnant for the first time, I... I have I have very strong opinions about how the medical community treats women um, who are, are pregnant and both throughout their pregnancies and during, you know, labor and childbirth and postpartum too. And, you know, it was like, I am going, this is the thought that I had in my head, Laura. It's like, I'm going to, I know all this stuff and I'm going to do everything that I can to control this, that, and the other thing in order to rise above. It's like you had to put on this, many women I think have this experience of having to put on this like armor mm -hmm. when they go into, when they're preparing for their birth experience of, so I, I was very much like that, you know, I was like, and, and also Laura, and I think this is the thing that <laughs> therapists and private practice 
do, especially because it's so hard to feel like or to get to a place where you feel like your business is financially viable or successful. Mm-hmm. I was going to not only rise above and like be a warrior you know, in, in my pregnancy and, and birth experience, but I was also going to do it alone, Laura, by mm-hmm. instead of hiring a doula, which hashtag hire a doula, I was going to read the book on, you know, you just become your doula. own doula. Yeah. Just become my own doula <laughs> and encourage my husband who had no, practically no child experience at all to never also seen read a the baby. book. Poor man. This poor man is so amazing. Uh, he had to yeah, read the Dula I, book too? He read it, it with me. He did. He followed right along with me. He's amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, and how do you think that went for me, Laura? Not well. I imagine it may have backfired. <laughs> it did. It was very, it was very hard to, um, to have being in the hospital and have things not go the way that I, and, and actually to have things go the way that I'd always heard other women tell stories about it going and to feel like all the things that I wanted to protect myself and my baby from now I can't, it's, it's like happening. Mm. Like he was, um, he was two weeks late which isn't uncommon for a first, you know, pregnancy, but it was because he was sunny side up. So his head was facing, his face was facing forward instead of toward my spine. And so when I, when I, so I didn't want Pitocin, I didn't want a medicated birth. I didn't want an epidural and I wanted to have a vaginal birth and I got Pitocin and I got uh, an epidural and I got a cesarean for my first birth childbirth experience. And, you know, there can be a lot of grief with that. There was a huge amount of grief and trauma with that. Yeah. So when I was writing the book, then, you know, during my second pregnancy, I was also processing a lot of that, a lot of the trauma of my first birth experience. And, really realizing the the ways that I was getting in my own way by not reaching out for support and by trying to manage everything. And so, you know, there's a little bit of that, like learning in there too. Um, my second birth was wildly different. I wanted to have a home birth my second time around. And so I ha- I hired a home birth midwife who was amazing and her whole team was amazing. I hired a doula who is amazing. You know, if you want to put links to all of their businesses in the, the mm. show notes, I mean, I can't say enough amazing things about the team that I had around me for the second time. And still at the nth hour, I think I was... I don't know, a week shy of 40 weeks. So that equals 39 weeks, Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I developed this condition called cholestasis, which don't ask me to explain. It doesn't matter, but which meant I wouldn't be able to have a home birth. Mm-hmm. I was going to have to have my birth in the hospital and it, which was like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. But I think because I had so much more support on my side the second time around, I had a very different experience. I mean, 
like, again, I wasn't controlling it by having support, but it just felt different, even though I didn't have the exact birth plan that I wanted to have. So those are the snippets I would say, you know, about stories. Yeah. Therapist, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. Yeah, I mean, and and that's very helpful. I mean, just hearing that to me, it's like you can you can plan, but you can't control. But the important message of allowing yourself to receive support. And if your book is helping pregnant therapists to identify and focus on where they may need support and what kind of support they want. Right. um, I think that could be hugely beneficial. Yeah, I really do try to stay in that lane. Yeah. With the book. And so why don't you just tell our listeners, sort of give them like an overview of what's Mm -hmm. really in the book. Sure. So the book is broken down into three sections based on trimester. So first, second, and third trimester. And in each of those sections, you know, the book... what I'm trying to do in, in the book is to help people be able to look at the kind of the experiences you might have, especially especially in your therapy room um, during that trimester and the decisions that you might be faced with in each trimester, both clinical decisions and, you know, small business decisions. And so, you know, in the first trimester, it's a lot about how to get through because, you know, you know, a lot of us have actually, I don't know if it's a lot of us, maybe 50% of people have, you know, morning sickness, but you know, there are all kinds of things that can happen to bodies in the first trimester. There's morning sickness, but there's also exhaustion Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And also in the first trimester, a really important thing to think about is financial planning for maternity leave. You know, like if you have any intention of having children in your life, you know, whether it is through birth or adoption and you have your own private practice or small business, you should probably start planning for that right now because clinically and professionally, it is absolutely feasible to take a month's long break from your Uh, business. But it's, it's really important to have some financial planning in place, so that, you know, some of the ongoing expenses that you have are covered, your family expenses, however, you contribute to your family expenses during your leave 
are covered. So you have that peace of mind to just be home in your sweatpants, nursing a baby or sticking a bottle in somebody's mouth. Um, And resting and recovering. And resting and recovering. Thank you, Laura. (laughs) Um, And not thinking about your business and not answering emails and not worrying about how bills are going to be paid. And all that takes, you know, planning. So that's the first trimester. Second trimester is like the biggest part of the book, I think, because there's there's so many, there, most of the clinical decision-making that you have is in the second trimester. The second trimester is when at some point you're probably going to start telling your clients, you know, this is what's happening in my life and this is how it will affect you in our work together. And this is, these are my plans for, um, you know, a leave of absence and also you know, for the reality that plans change and that control is an illusion, especially when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, a due date is an estimate. It is not something that you can depend on in terms of when your baby is going to show up in the world. And then there's all, always things that sometimes happen that we don't expect to happen that, you know, we need to be mentally and emotionally as prepared as we can for. And we also need to have you know, some understanding of how to and, and do some work with helping our clients be prepared for those inevitabilities or those unpredictabilities, um, too. So that's the second trimester. And then what do you do in the third trimester? You, you, you sort of like make sure all your ducks are in a row for the end of things. And you, you know, might be doing a little more self-care because third trimester is when your body starts to really tell you that this is a a thing. You know, one of my midwives said that, I don't know like where she got this fact, but that being pregnant is like running a marathon. Being pregnant is like running a marathon. It is exhausting, especially in the third trimester when your, your belly starts to get bigger and bigger. So some of those things are in the book, in that part of the book. And then also a position that I take which not everyone may agree with, but that I think is is pretty important in terms of therapeutic relationship, that when, when you're preparing your clients in the third trimester for your maternity leave, paternity leave, parental leave, you m- might want to find a way to say goodbye. And that doesn't mean, you know, I'll never see you again, but when you you know, go away on September 7th, which is, (laughs) or September 1st, which is when I stopped working with this last babe. And then you come back on January 1st, you're not going to be able to pick up right where you left off before. It's going to be different. You're going to kind of need to get to know each other in a different way. And so in the process of saying, quote, goodbye, what you get to do is you get to celebrate all the work that you've done with your clients over you know, the past however many months or years you've been working with them, which I think is really important clinically. And yes. I and I think sometimes we can become, we can feel afraid of that because, you know, then we think, oh, well, if I say goodbye to my client, then they won't come back. But if they, if they're really done, then you'll really, you'll really know. And they'll really know, like if they're ready to take a break, then 
isn't that such a gift to give them to be able to celebrate all the work that they've done and to celebrate the decision that they, you know, have made? Not everyone is going to leave you inevitably. Your clients, the clients that really want to keep working with you, they are going to come back and you will attract new clients when you come back from your parental leave. But anyway, so that's a position that I take that is, I think, important work to consider, at least in, in the third trimester. So that's that's the book, Laura. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Well, and I agree with you that um, that is really important to do. And even though you may not, your clients may not stop working with you, you're going to be a different person when you come back. Exactly. Too. Exactly. You know, Exactly. In more ways than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful opportunity. I feel like there's so much clinical. It's like one way to think about it. When I see people asking these questions, it's like, how soon should I tell my clients I'm, I'm pregnant? Mm-hmm. And some of my clients may be triggered by this. And, you know, it's like, this is happening. It's in the room. Yeah. yeah. We can like try to control and manage and pretend it's not, but it's still happening. <laughs> yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, it may be triggering for some of your clients. So how are you going to work with that? How yeah. Are you going to work with whatever comes up for you when they get triggered and what, exactly. you know? Yeah. So there's so um, much like depth mm-hmm. and richness to what can be explored that you didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do before because this wasn't happening in the room. Exactly. It's a huge opportunity for growth. For you, for your client, and the relationship that you have with them, it's huge. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful, too, in that you can't hide it. (laughs) So, you know, that whole idea of, like, being a blank slate (laughs) is throw that out the window. Can't do it. Because now they know that, you know, if you're a female-identified person who's Mm -hmm. pregnant, you had sex. Now they know (laughs) that you've had sex. (laughs) Yeah. If you're female identified and you're pregnant in that room, you had sex and your client can see it and can sense that. And there's a lot of become a mother and then you'll be a mother and that will be, you know, so it's like, yeah. And that could be hard for them in ways too. Right. Yeah. It's like it, they kids, I don't know. I I don't want to get into details like this because for every single one of your clients, it's going to be a little bit different. And it's so interesting how different it can be, their, their, their individual experience of your pregnancy. If somebody tells you, like, they're fine, they're not having any, any reaction at all, that's probably, it's probably something to be explored in and of itself. Or if they don't notice. <laughs> yeah, or if they don't the whole notice. nine months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I have had happen. Not the whole nine months, because obviously at some point I tell. Yeah. But um, I told. Yeah. Well, I think this sounds beautiful. And I'm so excited for you. So happy for you. And I know that you are sharing a lot on Instagram right now and, and other social media about the book and helping people realize like how it helps. I think that it sounds so cool. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. This is actually, you know, deciding to finish this book and put it out into the world meant and to self-publish it, by the way, meant that I was going to have to (laughs) finally 
have an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been a real learning process and it's fun, you know, when I feel like I have the time for it. So like a to, total pro. Oh, thank you. My God. <laughs> but like I, I have Canva to thank for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like to create and to think about the material that's in the book in, in different ways, how to how to explain it or talk about it in different ways, but also to engage. There's a hugely rich community of people on online and especially therapists on Instagram. So that's pretty cool. Hey, Laura, one thing that I'm remembering that I kind of just want to say, because it's, it's not really evident in the title of the book or anything, mm-hmm. but is that the book is in, in the book, I, I make an effort. I have made an effort in writing the book to use gender neutral language mm-hmm. because not all pregnant people identify as women. Mm-hmm. And so there's no like, hey, mama, you know, language in there. In fact, I don't use mama or mother, I think, in the book at all. There's no mention of the word mama or mother. So I think if you're a woman, and you, if you identify as a woman and you read this book, it's going to feel supernatural to you. But also if you don't identify as, you know, non-binary, it's also hopefully going to be easily readable too. I'm glad you mentioned that. And yeah, that's, that's an important aspect. I know that's who you are is to be very cognizant of all the possibilities and to be very sensitive about including and not excluding anyone. Yeah. We're all humans here on this planet. Well, I think that this book is an important contribution to this human family that we are. And I'm so glad that you created it. Thank you. I wish I could release this before tomorrow when you and me with a a huge group of your fans and supporters are going to be at we are yes for your book launch party that would be fun but it's gonna be fun anyway it's gonna be a fun party so by the time every one of you listening hears this that will have already happened and maybe by then you'll already have heard that Kara bowling is a new york times best-selling author but Hmm. you can say i heard her (laughs) when (laughs) we shall see laura We shall see. So, Kara, where can people find your book? Yeah, the book is on, uh, you can order it from barnesandnoble.com. You can order it on Amazon if you're into that. And you can also order it from a website called IndieBound, which connects to local booksellers in your area. And my hope is uh, to one day get this book on, you know, local Baltimore bookstore shelf. We got to support our local businesses, don't we? Oh yeah, for sure. If you really don't care about writing your thoughts down, you can also get the book on Apple as an ebook version too. Oh, you mean if you don't want to use it as a workbook style. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what about for people who want to find out more about working with you as their therapist? Mm -hmm. Where can they find you? Um, Sure. You can visit me at karabowling.com. That's K-A-R-A-B as in boy, O-L-L-I-N-G. Perfect. And I will put links in the show notes to your website and a link for them to pick up the book. I think this is really needed. I'm so excited. I'm just, I am 
honored that you're even letting me come to your party. And thank you for taking the time to talk with me today on Therapy Chat. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Thanks so much for listening to my interview with Kara Bowling. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I think this book is something that has been missing and something that many therapists who are planning to get pregnant or who are pregnant will find very helpful. Until next time, be well. Thank you so much for listening to Therapy Chat. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Just another reminder that if you'd like to become a member of Therapy Chat, supporting the podcast while receiving fun member perks and being able to communicate with me one-on-one, go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. If every subscriber donated just $1 per month, Therapy Chat would be able to keep going strong indefinitely. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.